I just hope next time Jonathan Taylor and Austin Eckler buy me dinner next time before they absolutely clap my cheeks. Yo, what is going on, Sleeper Nation? I am Natter, not actually alongside the number one Australian analyst, Sheehan. He was unfortunately unable to make it. He is a super busy and popular man. But don't worry, today I am specially guested with Hoos. The legend back on the show once again. How you doing over there? I'm all right, man. You know, we were, just, we were talking a little bit before the show. You know, I got the I got the ladies. It's very nice. It's very very nice right now. I'm not gonna lie. My, you know, like my my wife, my mother in law, who I like. You know, some of us hate our mothers in laws, which I get, but I love mine. She's like a second mom. You know. But, you know, it, it's cool because you don't think you're going to get one of those. Every You just, they're terrible. The mother-in-laws, they're terrible. You just see the movies and they're just terrible. But mine's great. And my mom's in there as well. They're making stuff, some coquitos. You know, I'm going to taste it in a little bit. I'm very excited. I'm doing a podcast with you. You know, you. it's 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 nice. This is this is nice. Uh, I mean, we had a wild weekend of football going on. I know we have Thanksgiving on the way. Hopefully this episode comes out before Thanksgiving. But unfortunately, you know, with traveling and everybody being a little bit busy, this might come out on a Friday to Saturday, which is okay, which we don't mind. You know, you save the best for last when it comes to the podcasting yeah. platforms. Yeah. Of course, it's time to enjoy it on that Saturday. Uh, I like to consume my stuff on Saturdays. It's not bad. It's a good day to consume podcasts and stuff. It is. You know, it's a lazy day. You get to relax a little bit. Hopefully it is a lazy day. But of course, on today's episode, we're going to have the usual wise words of wisdom. We're going to be talking about our spot starts for this week's buying injuries because there's a lot of injuries now going on. I know Kamara's probably not playing. I know um, people like Dontrell Hillard Mm -hmm. off the practice squad. looks like he might be a little starter going on. I mean... A lot of little tiny injuries here and there that really are starting to crumble fantasy lineups. And it's like people like CD Lamb, Mark Ingram, Allen Robinson, you know, quick little players like that. They are injured, not looking like they're going to play. And a lot of these players that we just mentioned, they're already waiver wire pickups. So now you're going to have to waiver wire pick up the waiver wire pickup once yep. again. So uh, this is why we kind of wanted to dabble into this episode because, of course, especially with bye weeks right now, like, you know, the Chiefs and uh, the Arizona Cardinals, they're on bye weeks and they're big players, of course, in a lot of people's fantasy lineups. So we kind of wanted to deep dive a little bit exactly on who we would prefer you start and people that we are starting in our fantasy lineups. But first, like anything special happened to you in, in fantasy this week, Goose? Uh, special. Uh, I, I don't know if I, it's anything special happened. Oh, I, I something special did happen. I, you know, I'm in one of those fun guillotine leagues. Hopefully everyone's in one of these things. If you're not, get in one next year. Like, make it your priority to, like, get into one of these things. I was in one last year, and I didn't really, like, pay attention to it too much. And I got knocked out early, and I was 
I was, I was really upset that I got knocked out early, you know. So this year I'm kind of I've been playing waiver wire, you know. I'm on on sleeper. I've, I prioritized it by by raising it higher, you know, on the first leagues that I see, uh, and, and I kicked ass this last week. But uh, it could have been more special. I could have won the uh, immunity, um, but I did not. I was one point, one point away from winning the immunity. Uh, and the person I lost to, they win immunity every week. Uh, so that was tough. But I'm, I'm really happy that I was just in it still. You know, it's getting down to the wire. Uh, I just put up like 260. They just added another, you know, couple flex spots. You know, that's fun. You know, one in my league of record, you know, you know, um, it's it's good time. I'm just happy fantasy. It's still happening because we're going to get to the like sad part of the season where it's going to be like a game or two left. And I mean, shit, we're already there kind of where there's with three games left of just like the regular fantasy season. Um, So, yeah, and then playoff challenge. So, uh, I like what I like about this uh, fantasy season and what's going to keep going on in fantasy is that we have one extra week. And that one extra week is huge because even if you're seven and four, five and five, three and eight, you could still make it into the playoffs. You could still sneak your way in now. At this point, you know, the fantasy season was lost in previous years. And you're kind of just either just setting your lineup just to keep it competitive for yeah. your league mates. Mm-hmm. Or you're kind of thinking in Dynasty, you're kind of thinking about just straight up tanking to get a better draft pick. But now, like, there's a reason to keep playing. You can, you can go on for another week or two thinking and hoping. And there is still a good chance you can just sneak into the playoffs. And after that, it's all about who gets luckier. Yeah, I mean, at that point, it's it's literally like who has the Powerball, right? Um, we're all searching for the Powerball or Powerballs at this point. You know, we know Cooper Cup has been one all season for you. Now we're looking for that guy who's that back end of the Powerball player. You know, we were hoping, Don, you know, the Donta Foreman would po- possibly want to be one of those guys. And then Hillard came out there. We'll possibly be talking about him later, obviously. But that's what we're looking for, the Powerball guys. Um, cause we, everybody's got good teams, you know, everybody's team looks good, but you don't know who's going to win that chip. Uh, the only thing you do is gear up for it. So that's what we're here to help you with. All right. So, uh, you, at some point of an episode during a podcast, you kind of have to flex a little bit and you have to show everybody why people are listening to you. And you're that analyst, you're the top tier analyst, you're an elite analyst. And this is going to be my moment right here. Uh, sorry, Hus, I have to do this to everybody. It's all good, brother. <laughs> so, so, so this morning, I, I got uh, blessed with uh, the best case scenario that could ever happen. I woke up to a group chat of everybody insulting um, a specific player because his team was amazing. And I was thinking, Psh, my team's the best. Why would they? Well, they should just be insulting me. And then I read up the texts and I, you know, I'm scrolling through the text trying to catch up and everything. And then I realized... Oh, wait, they are talking trash about me. And they were trying to figure out a way to keep in place that a person could not have a stack lineup. Once again, the way my team is stacked. And I was thinking to myself, I mean, yeah, my team is good, but is it that good? So I went back and looked because one of them said he has four of the top 10 RBs and he can't even start them all. And I looked, okay, let's take a look. Um, uh, Quarterback right now is Matthew Stafford. I mean, he's, I think, top four. Right, top five right now. Yeah, right Q- about there. I think he's QB yeah, yeah, and then six you know, or seven, but I mean, yeah. he's, he's uh, good. Dalvin Cook, RB one, absolutely. Um, 
DeAndre Swift RB2. Absolutely. Daryl Henderson is in my flex. Actually, this league, uh, I think a lot of leagues should do what this league did. Is they took out the tight end position and they added a flex. So that in this mm. league, there's two flex. This is a one quarterback league, uh, four point per passing touchdown. Uh, they, they they took out the tight end and added in a second flex, and I think that's a good idea because so you can use you can use tight end if you want, but you don't yes. have to. Yes, and that like still that. leaves room for like people like Travis Kelsey, yeah, of course, Waller, Andrews, Kittle's out there. There's, they still have reason to start, but you're not in a barren pit if yeah, you don't happen to get yeah. exactly. So I, I actually really like this. I think a lot of leagues should incorporate this. Um, uh, actually, my RB three is Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He's in my RB. He was in my IR yeah. spot. He's on my bench. Yeah. Uh, RB four Daryl Henderson. Yeah. I happen to have AJ Dillon, so I started him last week. Yeah, uh, I mean it, it, it's it, it's good, but I mean it's not like you 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 made it happen. You know, it's a reason why you're getting celebrated. You could get this celebration right now. You made it happen. You know, you mm-hmm. did the waiver wire stuff. You made trades. You drafted well. How so, can they hate on that? Exactly. Well, see, no, nobody traded with me. So this is all draft made players uh, because I looked at my settings and I only had 10 transactions throughout the whole year. Oh, and so. those were all defense and kicker transactions. So uh, I, I have not made any because I, I just, like I, I never t- tinkered with my starting lineup. I always had people in spot for buys. I always had, uh, you know, a little here and there. The only thing I really had to change was defenses and kickers every so often. And, you know, that's my RB core. I still have uh, Damian Harris. He's on my bench. I can't even find a way to put him in. Devin Singletary, he's there. He's actually droppable at this point. Uh, no, he's not. But he is on your team. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's not, like uh, Damian Harris, I can't find a spot for him. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he's also on my bench right now. I'd rather yeah. start A.J. Dillon over him. Uh, oh, oh, my wide receiver court? Yeah, just Cooper Cup. Uh, A.J. Brown. Uh, Cortland Sutton's on my bench. Hunter Renfro's on my bench. This is a full-point PPR league. Um, oh, Sheesh. and it, yeah, this is the league where I started the Dolphins defense against Baltimore. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. You remember yeah. that screenshot? Yeah, yeah I like yeah, that screenshot. Yeah, uh-huh. that was very nice. <laughs> Jesus. So, so, yeah, I woke up to a group chat where half of the league doesn't want to play anymore uh, because they don't think there's a point. Congratulations. Congratulations. That Thank means you. you've... I mean, every fantasy player... Like, if you have not reached this point with your league mates, like, the guys that, you know, you started playing with and... You know, like they they played it to play it because it was something to do, and you just were insane about it because that's like if you're listening to us trying to get the edge, all that kind of stuff, you're insane about it, right? I mean, you're like you just want to get every little bit of edge from it, and you're that much better. You should be running laps around these people. When <laughs> you should be making them quit, you know. Like I, I remember same thing. Like a uh, dude, I remember a couple of years, my best friends. My best friends, these was like my league of record. They kicked me out. They actually, they didn't kick me out. They they said they were stopping the league, and they lied. They, they, they said they were stopping the league. They lied. We stopped this group chat, and then I find out, what, a year later? They're like, oh, hey, we, 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 we're missing a guy. Do you want to come back? What do you mean come back? I thought, we did, I thought it ended after like 10 years. I'm like I, I went to the to the ship six times in a row, like six times straight, not uh, six out of ten years, six times straight. 
You know, uh, these guys quit. I mean, it's hats off. That's what you're supposed to do. Hats off. Let's mm-hmm. get some, some some sounds in here. Oh, that'd be nice if we could get that sound, just clapping sound. Thank oh, you. Lovely, lovely. Thank you. We'll, we'll tell our editor, Chris, <laughs> to add a little couple of nice sounds right there just to, to, to give ourselves a little pat on the back. I mean, oh, yeah. during draft season, I, I pride myself in ha- always having strong drafts. I think redraft is my specialty. A lot of people are really good at Dynasty. A lot of people are really good at like super flex, starts and sits, stuff like that. But I think when it comes to drafting, and setting your team up for success in the beginning of the year, intermediate part of the year, and making sure you're not put in bad situations with bye weeks. I think that is where I pride myself. I think I'm very good at that. And I think that's what sets me apart from everybody else. And I I, I find it, no, I don't want to say like, I, I can't believe people don't listen because that sounds very condescending and like cocky. But, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but during like, when I go on like the mail sack show or the blitz show and um, yeah. people are listening out their lineups and I'm thinking like, I know you guys are listening. Why don't you like take some advice? Cause like I would, I told you guys specifically don't draft that player or take this player instead do this, that because, because all the tips I give out are tips that I do myself. I wouldn't tell somebody to do something that I would not do myself. Because it sounds good for narrative purposes or... Mm-hmm. No, I, I get it. And it usually works. I mean, take your own advice. Um, but the problem is for most of these people is, listen, when you're playing fantasy football and you're calling in for shows and you're, you know, even looking in for uh, articles and stuff like that, all you really want to see is this people that agree with you. That's it. That's all you care about. You don't give true. a shit about anything else. I mean, you're going to find, you're going to go turn around and be like, hey, uh, that guy told me what I didn't want to hear, even though it could be right. Let me go look for somebody that agrees with me. Um, and then that's it. I mean, that's all these people want. They just want to be agreed with. That's it. They don't want a fucking great fantasy take. You know, um, it, it could sound great. It could sound amazing, but at the end of the day, are they going to take the advice? Probably not, unless they already was had that feeling of this guy. You know, then it's like, okay, great, sounds good. But which is true, confirmation bias is incredibly yep. strong, and uh, especially on like other social media pl- platforms. Oh my which god! Is why I, which is why I try to stay away from stuff like yeah, that. I th- it's bad. I think, yeah, I think if you want to get good at fantasy football, you should stay away from social media sites Agreed. because they could really twist your perspective for no good reason without even using facts or knowledge. I, th- I know people are still in a Terrence Marshall is going to have a fantasy impact this year train. I know a lot of people are on the uh, um, Bateman train. I know that one has a little bit more leg to stand on. I'm still not going to go there. Uh, but, but at the same time, when you are wrong, you have to go ahead and admit it and tell everybody, yeah, you're wrong. Like for me this year, I said, Calvin Ridley is going to be probably wide receiver one. Guess what? I am completely wrong on that. Maybe for not necessarily the same reason, but I'm still completely wrong with that. Somebody else I'm completely wrong about is Alan Robinson. I thought he was going to be an absolute bust proof wide receiver. Congratulations. I was completely <laughs> wrong on that. And uh, he's borderline droppable at this point. I mean, you can't get them all right. You know, I mean, the talent, the talent is what you're looking at. Right. I mean, I was heavily on the on the uh, Marshall hype train and mainly for dynasty purposes. I mean, like, I, I think he's going to be a, a dynasty receiver 
Uh, I thought he'd be able to do something, but maybe like a wide receiver three. I don't think anybody expected him to be a wide receiver one doing what Chase is doing. But he was certainly in a conversation as far as being at that productive. Um, maybe not that productive, but again, I don't think anybody thought Chase was going to be doing what he's doing this season. Right now, he's a he's wide receiver four on points, I believe, as far mm-hmm. as average. Maybe not overall on the season, but he might be overall in the season as well. Um. Yeah, I mean, these. This is. Sometimes you get them wrong, you know. But the the biggest thing is, um, are you evaluating the talent properly? Like, if you're in a dynasty, if you're in a redraft, obviously you you have to make these decisions quicker. You can't stand in. Like, I I'll pivot. I'll drop Marshall, and I dropped Marshall first week. I had him on my team, you know. Um, but I dropped him after he didn't do anything. And I, I won't give anybody a chance at all in redraft, like especially if I'm in a Yahoo league and I can like drop you after the game started, you know, like, oh, this guy's got four points in the second quarter. I'm dropping you. He's not going to do anything the rest of the game. I mean, I'll usually wait till the end of the game. But what I'm saying is I'll give nobody no time. You know, like I, I have Tony Jones on my roster because of that, you know, like someone wasn't performing and. Now, Tony Jones is the hotness this week for waivers, but I was able to get him on a Sunday, you know, after the games of Yahoo. If you're in Yahoo leagues, do that. Uh, you probably already do. It's like cool exploit your league mates. Uh, if they don't know about it, I mean, they're going to get hit to it once you're, you're doing it. Uh, but it, it's pretty cool. You know, it's like you get extra waiver. guys. It's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Now, because uh, of because I don't do any public Yahoo leagues, I do usually competitive ones. Usually all, all my leagues, there must be a buy-in to, to prevent people from, one, not necessarily knowing what they're doing, two, to make sure that everybody cares and they actually try to win. Um, so I, most of my leagues, they have a clause where if you drop a player after they played, the commissioner will manually put him back on your lineup, which I think is actually a good rule. I don't mind that at all. Yeah, I don't mind it at all as well. All righty. So that's enough talking about analytics and analytics, analyzing <laughs> and giving ourselves pat on the back. Let's get into the episode. So let's that's start off with reminding everybody that, of course, if you do want to follow us on Twitter to make sure you stay up to date on all our amazing articles, episodes, when they come out, whether that's us, Dynasty Wire, Devi Wire, 32-bit and anything in between. Make sure to follow us on the Sleeper Wire Show on Twitter. Sign up for our Patreon, which, of course, I just want to remind everybody is a charity Patreon. Any donation given is a donation to charity, which we 100% appreciate, of course. Other than that, let's move on to a little bit of wise words of wisdom. The best way to prevent a hangover after drinking at a party is just becoming an alcoholic because then you're just used to it. It's not a hangover. It's just an average night. Just drunken blunder in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's just, you know, you're just okay. It's not like you're hungover. If you if you don't drink often, then you're hungover. But if, if you drink often, then it's just an average night. So, you know, I mean, basically become an alcoholic is, yeah. is, is what we're telling uh-huh. you here. Sleeper wire. That's what we endorse. Yeah, we don't sure, enjoy sure. drinking and driving, though. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. No Henry Ruggs out here. You you yep. call an Uber, you call a taxi. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But but behind closed doors <laughs> at your house, go right. bottoms up. Go for it. Bottoms up. There we go. All right. So moving on to our 
deep dive of players. Let's kind of go section by section. We'll start off with quarterbacks a little bit first, because I know a lot of people disagree with me by when I say that I think quarterbacks are incredibly important. I think having a good quarterback sets you apart from other teams. And when you don't have a good quarterback, then you are, in my opinion, at a significant disadvantage right now. Because if you have Patrick Mahomes, who is struggling, I mean, he had a good week two weeks ago, but before that he had posts. Uh, it, it, this is in six point per pass touchdown leagues against Tennessee. He had a one and a half, the Giants 13, Green Bay 14. And then of course he had the 50 burger in uh, Las Vegas, almost 50 burger, sorry. And then last week against Dallas, I think it's what, three and a half points against what should have been an insane shootout. And now he has a bye week. At this point, you have to ask yourself, is Patrick Mahomes 100% start- startable? Which, in my opinion, I think he still is. But right now, he's on a bye week. So congratulations, you have to find yourself in a replacement. I mean, same if you had Kyler Murray. He's on a bye week now, but he's been injured for the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. So you are putting yourself at a significant disadvantage by not having a adequate quarterback. So, of course, we want to go over quarterbacks you could use as replacements for the ones that are in bye weeks. So there aren't any significant injuries. Right now, I know Lamar Jackson, he missed uh, his last week game with an illness. He should be better this week. I'm fully expecting him to play. Sure. Uh, we, we, we can go over in case he doesn't replacements. But in general, we're going to be naming a couple quarterbacks that we would like you to replace any bi-week quarterback with or ones that you're not necessarily comfortable with at this point. And I, I kind of want to list out a first one uh, real fast, which I think is incredibly safe. Carson Wentz owned in 54% of rostered Yahoo leagues. I know, obviously, if there's somebody like Kirk Cousins out there, he would probably be the most ideal option, but he's rostered in 83% of Yahoo leagues. So I'm not going to sit there and tell you everybody to go out and get Kirk Cousins (laughs) because chances are he's probably not available. But you should definitely check to make sure that he is taken. And if he's available, he would probably be my go-to guy that I would go after first. But if not, oh, Carson Well, you look at that. The one ESPN league I'm in, he's available. There you go. There you go. That's it. That's it right there. So, of course, in half, 50% of Yahoo leagues, Carson Wentz, he's available. Going against Tampa Bay, who have a weak secondary. They have a good pass rush. But, you know, the Colts actually have a good offensive line led by the run game. Wolf. Jonathan Taylor, who put up that uh, delicious 50-burger for everybody to see. Mm-hmm. He's not dropping another 50-burger against Tampa Bay. Carson Wentz is going to have to air the ball out and score some touchdowns that way. And they have a they have an emerging wide receiving core with Pittman. They got some nice tight ends. They got a couple nice dump-off running backs and hides. I really like Carson Wentz and how he's kind of resurgent this year. He has a very solid stat line of uh, right now, unfortunately, I'm looking at a six-point per touchdown league um i i should have pivot make sure it's four in a second but right now against like baltimore 31 houston 21 the niners 21 tennessee 21 the jets 29 uh it, it's a very consistent 20 burger ish range where i think you could put him in he won't win you the week but he definitely won't lose you the week right yeah i mean he's he's been you know some people were tinkering with him having a mvp like season Earlier in the season, uh, he, he's been good. You know, I mean, the past couple games haven't been that great. He's a uh, past three games. Uh, he's only averaging 13.77. Um, so he hasn't been great the past couple games. But quarterbacks, a matchup thing for the most part, unless you got Jalen Hurts, who just steadily goes out there and 
does 22 points pretty much all season for you. He's not going to give you 26 uh, on average, like say a Justin Herbert has the past three games. Uh, but uh, Jalen Hurts, you know, definitely steady, but definitely not one of the those guys that you're going to be able to get. Taylor Heineke now, I think he is one of those guys that you should be able to get. He's been averaging 19.4 points the past three games um, uh, in his last two starts, actually. Uh, and he doesn't have a bad matchup this week. You know, I think he's uh, he's going to be a serviceable start. Um, this guy's got legs. You know, Seattle hasn't been that um I think he's one of those guys that if he's if he's out there, uh, he's only rostered in about twelve percent of Yahoo leagues, um, which is super low. I mean, uh, he's definitely a, a good spot start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tyler Henneke. I, I just checked on ESPN. He's rostered in twelve point eight percent of leagues. I think well, that is a wants. very solid, uh, a very solid just pick up, plug in, and start type of person. Right now, now I'm looking at a four-point-per-pass touchdown league. He averages 17 points. I think that is very solid with a good matchup coming up with the Seahawks, who look like they're actually in disarray on the offensive side. Are you worried a little bit, Hoos? I I am, but at the same time, if it, it almost feels like these guys are going through the, the moments. It's unfortunate because it feels like the season is coming to uh end, but I guess not really. They still have seven games left, you know, um, you know, with the extra game, well, yeah, with this extra game, they got seven more games. They're what three and what seven right now, or something like that. There's, mm-hmm. they're still got some time to turn it around. You know, snag a wild card. The NFL has just been one. It's been a weird year. It's been like that for fantasy as as well. I guess it's like that every year, right? I mean, you, mm-hmm. you have these guys that could just come in and get in and not very exciting. So you got to pay attention to those teams that are not very exciting on paper, but their defense is starting to put it together. So don't be surprised if uh, some of these teams start stringing along some wins and if they could get some momentum, you know what the defense can do with that. Uh, And then once you get to the playoffs, it's anybody's game. Mm -hmm. Somebody else I also want to shout out is Ben Roethlisberger. Right now I'm looking at Yahoo. He's rostered in 23% of leagues. He came off of a really good bounce back performance performance against the Chargers putting up 37 points Uh, going against Cincinnati I think that's also another good matchup for him something that he could definitely go after I know that's a divisional game and divisional games are usually kind of get a little bit nasty at times yeah Uh, but but when Roethlisberger has two solid wide receivers you could start in Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool and then a little bit of a sneaky you know flex start in um what's his name who's remind me help me out here uh and who who are we talking about you got Najee you got James Washington, there we go. That's his name. I know he's a little bit of a sneaky start type of guy where he kind of boomer bust. He's been a big player name that I know a lot of guys in uh in Dynasty. Dynasty that really like him, where they think that he can be a fantasy productive wide receiver. Uh, but usually when you have fantasy relevance this much across the board, especially with the now there are surges of uh What's the tight end's name? Pat Firmuth? Yeah, Fr- yeah. Friermuth. Friermuth. There we go. Close enough, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, close enough. Friar of the Friar was, was close. <laughs> uh, usually when you have that many fantasy-relevant options, the person throwing the football becomes a fantasy-relevant option by default. Uh, I, I, this happened with Jared Goff on the Rams. This happened with... Uh, now, now I want to mention Ben Roethlisberger. Usually when you have so many passing options... 
that are fantasy relevant, then the quarterback by default has to be fantasy relevant. So I think Ben Roethlisberger would be a solid spot start. And Ben Roethlisberger, he's another guy. I mean, he's been terrible to start of the season, um, but he's another guy. 19.5 the past few games. So he's been a top 10 guy for you past few games. Um, This is what you want to look at. You want to look at the ending of the season, what these guys are doing towards the end of the season. These guys have injuries. These guys got a lot of things going on. Start paying attention to schedules. If you see a lot of green, you know, um, yeah, he's he's one of them. I think Trevor Simeon, uh, um, even though he's got Buffalo this week, you're not going to probably want to use him this week, but you might you might have to. I mean, he's looked okay. He's another guy averaging 20 points, um, 20.6 points the past three games. Uh, 62 points total, uh, top 10 guy, you know, top eight right now, uh, quarterbacks. I mean, we didn't think we'd be talking about Trevor Simeon, obviously, Eli Manning's long-lost brother, Peyton Manning's long-lost brother. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, here we are, Trevor Simeon, you know, is and uh, somehow, I, I don't know how this happened, but, you know, you, you got a, was it was it Troy Hill or... Was it, is it Trey Hill? Uh, what was it? Tyson Hill. Tyson Hill. Yeah, I knew it was a, yeah. You got close. Yeah, it was close enough. You know, while, while we're on getting close, he's been averaging five points a game. So I don't know how he's, <laughs> how he got 40 million, but that's a whole nother story. That is. Now, he, he did come in the middle to near the end of the Tampa Bay game. And so, and he's played only, what is this, four games? And those four stat lines right now is about 10, 17, 19, and I think like 25, if I remember correctly. So he has put on decent performances in uh, fantasy lineups. I know it's not the prettiest thing. I know when you put in Trevor Simeon in your lineup, that's not exactly scary or intimidating for your opponent going at you, but that's definitely one of those interesting spot starts you can use. And if it works out in your favor, man, you look so good in front of your league mates. I mean, right, right now in the three and a half games he's played, he's thrown for over 900 yards, eight passing touchdowns and two interceptions. So he plays a very safe football. He plays efficient football. And I, I actually really like this one. This one's interesting. I like this one. Yeah, I, I, I like it as well. Um, I also, while we're throwing guys out there that are available, should be available, Cam, I'm back, Newton. I mean, that guy, he wasn't throwing a ton for you, but you know he's going to rush. You know he's going to vulture some touchdowns. And I'm not mad because CMC still got 24 points a game. So as long as he's not out there affecting CMC, you know, I think he could go out there uh, and be a nice start for you. Um, he's only going to keep getting better as he starts learning the playbook. Remember, it is not Ron Rivera's book. Uh, he's playing with the little trickier plays. You know, he's got college guys out there, but now in the NFL, uh, coaches speaking. But um, yeah, another guy you could possibly use uh, that should be on waivers, could be on waivers if you're in you know a league that's not too deep. Mm-hmm. Right now on ESPN, rostered in 40.9% of leagues. I do think he will be a little bit of a hot commodity. I think that will rise up significantly for a, especially a running quarterback. So I'm hoping people are able to scoop him up. You're probably going to have to put a wet roster claim for him. I think that if you want to pick up Cam Newton, you might have to put a waiver claim. You might have to drop a little bit of fab if you want to go out and grab him. Because, I mean, a running quarterback is incredibly versatile in fantasy football. 
Absolutely, man. I mean, this is Konami code, guys, right? I mean, that's what you want. You know, that's the term out there is the sexy term Konami code. You know, you want the guys that's going to be cheat codes for you. And Cam was the cheat code before they were talking about Konami code guys. Uh, so, you know, he's that's vintage Cam out there when you see him right now. It's not he's not following what the new guys is doing. He's he's been setting the trends for for a long while now. So, Cam, he's he's still doing it. Mm-hmm. And so one last one, and then we'll start moving on to uh, wide receivers a little bit, because I know this one might be a little bit more deeper, a lot more to discuss, a lot more to talk about. And Jimmy Garoppolo, he's a last one. I want a quick shout out. Roustered in 13 and a half percent of ESPN leagues. He's not going to boom anything. He's not going to do anything phenomenal for you, but he's not going to be a bust because he averages 15 and a half points per game. And he's done that consistently throughout the year. I mean, everything from Detroit to last week in Jacksonville, it's a nice 15, 16 around the board up to the week where he got injured against uh, Seattle, where he dropped the eight and a half. And then the Indianapolis game that happened in the rain. I know we all uh, saw that one that night. But, I mean, his peak against Chicago was 27, where he had two rushing touchdowns. And then now he's going against Minnesota. They're going to have to air the ball out a little bit if they want to stay ahead with that Minnesota offense. So if you want a safe, completely safe type of person to put in in your starting lineup, I think Jimmy Garoppolo would be the guy. Gucci! Gucci girl. All right. So let's move on real fast to the wide receivers because we can go on for a long time. But of course, we don't have the time to waste, especially your time to waste for something such as that. So right now on the wide receiver list, do you have anybody who's in particular that you think people should be targeting? On waivers or just uh, like if you're still trading? Let's go waivers. Let's go waivers because chances are. Trade deadline has passed. Possibly, yeah. Or it's about to, and people are going to be too stubborn to trade at this point. I know that's happened in a lot of my leagues. Yeah, nobody wants to. Or, I mean, you might be able to get some guys that's really desperate, you know, if they're trying to, you know, pick up guys, you know. But uh, a guy I've been looking at, uh, a guy I've been picking up before last week, uh, but certainly this week he should be even rostered even more. Um, with with CD Lamb getting injured, uh, is Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson, uh, he's been he's been getting targeted before, you know any any of these guys got injured, and he's kind of been playing okay. You know, like a deep league, throw him in your you know on your deep league flex and just leave him there. Uh, you know, he had twenty points uh, against Minnesota week eight, not much week nine, only three point eight nothing for you against Atlanta. You probably want to see a little bit more. That's actually first week. I think I picked him up um, in some of the other leagues, but last week, you know, he had 7.6, you know, has seven targets, you know, that's what you want. You know, you're seeing the opportunities. So that's really what you're looking for in these type of leagues. You know, the spot starts, if you can go get Marquez Valdez Scantling, you know, he's a guy that's, uh, you know, the boys here at sleeper wire told you you could be a, a top 10 guy last uh, wide receiver, and he was. And you look at his end-of-season record, I mean, he's got the Rams this week, a bye, a week 13. But then week 14, he's got Chicago. He's got Baltimore, Cleveland, and Minnesota again. This is just the best end-of-season schedule you're going to get for a guy that's floating under the radar and probably on waivers, but and maybe even remain on waivers. But pick him up. I mean, even if you're not going to use him, 
just don't don't sleep on this guy. And then somebody who you think has nothing at flex plugs him in and then they beat you in in the playoffs because you're thinking, oh, your your flexes are so much better. Guess what? Flexes are flexes. You know, it, it, you can have a guy that's supposed to be a top 10 guy. That's why we have that segment, not top 10. Uh, it happens. Mm-hmm. So real fast, I do want to make a quick mention that right now, Amari Cooper is on the COVID list. And he's not playing because I think he's unvaccinated. So I don't think there's a chance Amari Cooper plays. C.D. Lamb is in concussion protocol. He has... Right now, we're recording this on Tuesday. He has 24 hours in order to uh, clear it, or else he's not going to be able to play Thursday night. So that means Cedric Wilson is in in line for a decent amount of playing time and a decent amount of playing time, I believe, in the slot. I think that's where he goes most of the time. But I do also want to shout out real fast Michael Gallup. Now, he's owned in a decent amount of leagues, 69%. Nice, nice number of Yahoo leagues. So he might not be available in a majority of them, but if he is, I think he's entering must-start range right now. I know they're going against uh, Las Vegas uh, on Thursday night for – not Thursday night, or well, Thursday afternoon for one of the uh, Thanksgiving games. But he is somebody I think earns must-start category if both of those are out, both of those players are out, which I do think they're going to be out. Uh Oh, who's, who's his mic is muted. All right, so I'll, I'll just keep ranting. Ooh, I like ranting. I can do that all day. Let's go. All right, real fast. Let's go back on the wide receiver list. Somebody else that I think people need to put some respect on his name. And that's going to be Tim Patrick. He needs some respect on people's name. And he's going against the Chargers, who are going to be flying high on offense, making it so that the Broncos are going to have to air it out a little bit. Just a little bit. And rostered in 27% of leagues, Tim Patrick coming out with a good matchup, who just got re-signed to an extension, who's feeling good, playing good, and has become one of the more favorite targets for their young quarterback. I think he would be a good guy to pick up put in a spot, in a pinch. Because right now, if you look at the wide receiver list, there's a lot of, one, injuries. Two, real fast, important wide receivers on bye weeks this year. I mean, right now, Tyreek Hill's on a bye. And, you know, he hasn't been playing much this year. But Hopkins, he's going to be on a bye. So even if he was healthy, he won't get the opportunity to start. People like Travis Kelsey, uh, uh, Moore, James Conner. I could go on and on about the wide receiver, Zach Ertz, who has been a little bit of an emergence. Uh, you know, people like that, they're on buys right now. And even Is Zach if Ertz you're considered a wide receiver, though? I mean, no, he's a tight end. He's considered a tight end. But, you know, I'm just kind of I'm just kind of <laughs> rambling and listening on some players for everybody, you know, to get the gist of what's going on. And right now for wide receivers, uh, you know, if they're not injured, they're on by right now. And, you know, of course, we want to be clear on different wide receivers you could pick up and put in your starting lineup. Like, how, right now, how do you feel about people like Nelson Aguilar? I mean, you're at that point in the season where you throw him in, you hope he gets eight. If he gets more, you're happy. But a guy I'm a little bit more happier to throw in my lineup, especially with this A.J. Brown scare. I hope you're OK, A.J. I hope you're OK, A.J. I hope you're OK, A.J. One more time. One more time. I need that. I hope you're okay, AJ. I, I, I'm heavy in AJ Brown. Oh man, I'm heavy in a lot of leagues. 
I, I was huge on him, so I made sure to go grab him. And well, here's a guy we like, we might be able to pivot to, especially we lost Marcus Johnson, who was looking like he could possibly not replace him, but you know, play, you know, just be alongside him. But now with AJ looking like I I don't know, you know, I'm gonna put good vibes out there. I'm gonna say he's gonna be okay. But the guy that's going to be playing against a across from AJ, once OJ's okay, AJ's okay, AJ's okay, is Nick Westbrook-Akina. Nick Westbrook-Akina, man, if this is your first time hearing about him, you probably don't play Dynasty football, but this is a guy that you should be putting on a waiver claim for on your radar, whatever. Like, it's too late if you're, you know, I mean, he's already on a lot of people's radars. He had eight targets last week, seven for 107. Uh, I mean, he's got the bye um, week 13, uh, and you don't know if Julio will be back by then, but if he's not, week 14, Jacksonville, yes. Week 15, Pittsburgh, yes. Uh, Week 16, not so great. He's got San Fran, but week 17, Miami, who, I mean, at least in the passing game, you could pass on those guys. They're able to disrupt a lot of stuff, cause a lot of fumbles. That's what you know. Miami's really good for ripping the ball out, punching the ball out. It'll, that defense definitely gets a lot of uh, that. But you can pass on them. You can pass on them. And Nick Westbrook Keena is definitely one of those guys. Um, you know, along with you know Nelson Aguilar is is def- definitely a guy we we know. You know, the baby dropper. You know, he's got his nickname. That's my guy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but the the guys that are a little bit sexier because we don't know about them. It's like you know the shiny new toy, Nick Westbrook Akina. Uh, I think he could be a guy. Also, Traquan Smith. Traquan's steadily starting to get involved more and more uh, with Trevor Simeon. He seems to be the number one target with Trevor Simeon. He's got seven targets week ten, four for forty four and a touchdown. Week uh week eleven he had eight targets five receptions for sixty four, I mean, it's not the sexiest but it's flex play you know and um this is this is what this is what you're gonna get I mean he's got Buffalo this week uh you know but again he, he's his a dot is low he's um he's gonna be in that area where nobody's really be guarding so um he he's uh, another guy that's getting looks in the red zone. Uh, I think he, I believe he saw three looks in the red zone this, these, within the past two games. So you like that. Uh, and he caught two of them. Uh, well, he, he caught one of them. Um, but he was targeted three times. So, I mean, you, you definitely like that. Uh, as far as spot play flexes um, with all of our big name guys on buys. What do you think about Goodwin? Marquise Goodwin? Yeah, That's Marquise tough. Goodwin. That's tough. Yeah. Marquise yeah. Goodwin. So the, out of the names you mentioned, I, I want to like backtrack to Nick Westbrook mm-hmm. real fast because I think that's actually a really good play. He's owned in only 1% of Yahoo leagues. And I mean, like you mentioned, with AJ Brown gone, Julio Jones gone, 788 for 107 against, I mean, it should have been a completely exploitable matchup in Houston, mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. completely unexploitable. And I, right, right now, because he, you have underwhelming players on your roster, right? So say you had Emmanuel Sanders, who was phenomenal in the beginning of the year, kind of tailed off, and now is almost borderline irrelevant right. in that offense, especially with the way the Buffalo Bills' offense is playing and how teams are approaching that offense and playing proper defense against them. Uh, 
I would rather start Nick Westbrook than mm -hmm. somebody like Emmanuel Sanders right now. Uh, if I had a flex spot open and it was deciding between Emmanuel Sanders and Nick Westbrook, if, if AJ Brown and Julio Jones are not playing, I'm putting Nick Westbrook in over Emmanuel Sanders right now. I, I don't think that's even too much of a hot take. I think that's a logical take. It's definitely a logical take. It might be hot if you're not ready to, you know, when you, when you put your hand on something, you don't know it's hot, you know, or you feel like it may not be hot, you know, you touch it and you're just like, oh, it's kind of hot. But you feel, oh, it's, it wasn't that hot. You know, you thought it was going to be hotter. It's kind of like that. You know, you thought it was going to okay. be a hotter take after you, you know, consume it, you digest it. You like, It's not that bad. It's not that bad of a take. Uh, it's definitely a logical take. Um, you know, um, it, we're at that point. Who can you trust? Who can you trust? I mean, you can't play around. It's week 12. You know, you're none of these guys are guys that you really trust, trust, but we want to give you the guys that you feel a little bit good about. Um, that's why, you know, we, we're going to bring up guys like Marquise Goodwin, even Khalif Freeman. We're going to bring up those guys because they're, they're guys you're probably asking yourself, can you pick them up? Can you, can you start them? Or, you know, I don't think you can, you know, they're not as, Sexy names, they might not be as reliable, but certainly they've got matchups that you might have to go use these guys, right? I mean, it's you're not going to feel that great about it, but you know, take a shot, you know, pat yourself on, you know, you, you'll be all right, you'll be all right, you get you through this week. I think those are some wide receivers that can that can help. I mean, right now, Allen Robinson, he did sideline with a hamstring issue. Even if Allen Robinson is there, it's not like he's going to do much anyway. No. So at this point, you have to be realistic with yourself. I know I know there's a term out there is start your studs. And I, I follow that rule immensely. But at some point, your studs have to get the job done. And if they're not getting the job done, then you got to make a change. And if they're injured, then obviously you have to make a change. If right. they're being disappointing, then you're going to have to make a move, especially if you want to get to the playoffs, right? If, if you're four and seven and you have Allen Robinson in your starting lineup, you're four and seven for a reason. Even though, you know, a lot of analysts such as myself said Allen Robinson should be good this year, but, you know, he wasn't. So you have to move on with that. You have to accept it and you have to pivot to something else. Yeah, I mean, that's we we've been starting guys like Jamal Agnew. You know what I'm saying? We're at this point in the season where, you believe the targets. You believe in the in the coaching staff continuing to go to one guy over and over again. And um, we're hoping that it, it's not just a blip for Marquise Goodwin, but he, he's certainly a guy that you're feeling a, a little bit more confident than 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 say some of the other guys that um, we. I don't want to say we went over, but some of the guys we we mentioned their name, but didn't necessarily go into. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. So one person also, I, I, I know Sheehan, he's going to listen to this and go, wow, I can't believe he said this. <laughs> you mentioned Jamal Agnew, he's being gone. And I personally can't believe I'm saying this myself, but I'm looking at LaVisca Chanel Jr. right now. Oh, man. Oh, no. I, I, oh, I, don't um, do it. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say hurt. Don't hurt. Don't hurt yourself, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Man, LaVishka, LaVishka, LaVishka. Oh. He, caught, he, he caught five of his targets against the Niners, 50 yards. Uh, I, I don't want to say you do it. I don't want to say do it. I, I hate LaVishka Chanel with a burning passion, mostly because Twitter gave... Yeah. That's yeah. Twitter's fault why I hate him so much. I, I fell for it, too. I mean... I, 
I definitely thought he was was okay, you know, gadget player. But this is why what you said earlier about, you know, um, unfortunately, I, I, I kind of have to pay attention to um, the Twitter community and the people that are talking a lot. I try not to pay too much attention to it, but I pay attention to it because I, you know, I need to see who's who's doing what, you know, I like to pay attention to the talent out there, you know, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of talent out there. It's not so much talent out there as well. You know, you got a lot of guys parroting the same stuff um, and you can turn into a parrot if you're listening to them. So take the wise words of wisdom, even though they weren't the wise words of wisdom, but it was wise words of wisdom because you gave it and you're the wise words of wisdom sayer. Thank so you. It was, it was wise. Thank you. Thank you. So so out of all the people you've mentioned, I think Levisca Chanel is probably on the bottom of the barrel of that list, meaning there are better options out there. Which means he's probably going to do very well this week. since we're Just my luck. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, so, I mean, I would rather start Marquise Goodwin. If, 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 of course, you know, Alan Robinson does not play, I would rather start Marquise Goodwin. If Julio Jones and uh, A.J. Brown do not play, I'd rather start Nick Westbrook. But, you know, say, say none of those stars align and the best case scenario happens for all of them. And, uh, you know, Allen Robinson plays Tennessee wide receivers play. Then of course, you know, the, the, that renders those players unstartable. Let's say somebody like Kendrick Bourne isn't available who actually he, he's rostered in only 20% yeah, of leagues. Yeah, yeah. He has 560 receiving yards, three touchdowns, not, nothing crazy, but it's respectable. He is a good spot start. His lowest production was week one against Miami with two and a half with a peak production of 22 against Cleveland with a hundred yards and a touchdown. He's going to get you four catches, 40 yards, which, you know, in half point PPR, that's what? That's, 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 that's six, six and a half. And then, you know, if, if he gets you a touchdown, then you have a phenomenal fantasy day out of him. But a floor of four catches and 40 yards isn't the worst thing in the world. In a it's, not, it's not, it's not. Uh, out of these guys, I think I'm going to feel more confident out of MVS for sure. Like, no doubt. He, he's got Rodgers. Uh, I want to be attached to Rodgers. Um, in that end of season, oh man, it, it, it's so good. It, you know, like after the bye, you know, again, Chicago, Baltimore, Cleveland, Minnesota. Oh, it, it's so nice. It's so nice. You know, so like if, if he's available, you know, even if you're not going to start him, don't let somebody use him against you in the playoffs. Pick which I think is actually, which is a good which is a good strategy because taking away a, a player that your opponent can use is more helpful than starting a player that you don't want to start. Right. So if you're in the playoffs and, or you're fighting for your life to right. get in the playoffs and there is a player that your opponent might want and your opponent might want to start, you, you drop the handcuff at this point and pick up yep. Marquis Valdez Scandic. If that happens to be, for example, the player that you want to keep away then you drop your handcuff and pick up MVS because if your opponent starts him and he puts up, you know, for example, let's go 70 yards and a touchdown, that, that's a phenomenal week. And then that's going to catapult him to, of course, beating you this week. Now, he's not going to start a handcuff right. against you in, in a do or die matchup. So not ne- it's not necessarily important anymore if you have the handcuff, because if you don't make playoffs, who cares if you have a handcuffs? Right. And even if you make playoffs, handcuffs are irrelevant at this point, unless, you know, 
you know, get injured. Unless they get injured, but obviously, you got a lot of guys opponent. getting healthy though. So uh-huh. that's that's the I don't want to say the weird part of the year, but this is why you know I heavily endorse zero RB. You know, if you didn't, you, you, uh, we lost a lot of the guys that we were hoping um, to use, and some of them are coming back, and then we just lost them as well, like Kamara's Aaron Jones, um, who we've been using all season. You know, so it's weird. So if if you did get kind of if if you are robust, I guess you were okay. If you did um get some of the guys, say you got Saquon and he's coming back now, who you know, he would be a limited workload. I mean, he didn't get as much work as you liked, and he had like uh what ten touches, you know, still gave you about eleven, twelve points in the PPR. Uh if he scores, you know, everybody say, Oh, Saquon's back. Uh, but he, he didn't get much work, you know, and that whole offense was, was terrible. But again, if these are guys that you you have, you know, in, in a robust, um, you know, you're you're probably doing all right. But, uh, you know, you might be starting Tony Jones this week. <laughs> you know, you might be starting some of these guys. Uh, you might be starting uh, Dontre Hillard this week. You know, you might be starting Trey Sermon. You know, um, we'll, we'll see if Elijah Mitchell's not coming back. Uh, but he, he might come back. Uh, what, what was your feelings on Elijah Mitchell? If he plays, he's my start. But is he playing this week? I'm gonna go now. No, I'm gonna go now. Usually, uh, Shanahan he's very straightforward. He'll say usually if a player is doing good, it looks like he's gonna come back, or he doesn't. But he, he won't say a player isn't playing. He usually say, oh, you know, we'll wait and see throughout the week and how it goes. But usually, if he's playing, Shanahan will say, oh yeah, he looks good to play. And right now he's kind of given the wishy-washy answer, which makes me believe yeah, he's probably not going to play. I mean, and it's smart to do so. I mean, if this is another team, you know, there's a lot of games left. Uh, you know, he starts stringing together some wins. We all know what the 49ers could do um, when when they're at their peak. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I feel like Shanahan is just playing a big game on everybody and just having his fun. I don't know. I just feel like he's one of those coaches. Yes. Or or you can be like uh that's the Seattle's coach, Pete Carroll, who says Chris Carson is practicing phenomenally, getting ready oh, to man. come off of IR, and then all of a sudden he has season injuring injury. Um I kind of expected that and I did pick up Alex Collins, but Alex Collins has done nothing, even though he is basically the lead back, and then Rashad Penny comes back, has one play, injures his hamstring, and then leaves the game. Um, it's Rashad Penny. Oh, yeah, it's Rashad oh, Penny. I don't know what anybody expected, but you know, it was it was <laughs> it was like musical chairs. It's like it's how about exactly the PJ Dallas touchdown? I know uh, Dynasty guys all rejoiced on that DJ Dallas touchdown because DJ Dallas is definitely one of those guys who you might be picking up again. Um, you you might be looking at him. Uh, this week as well, Travis Homer, when these guys have, as they evaluate their backfield, or or um, who was it that just got waived today? Was it um Adrian Peterson just did in uh, Philip Lindsay as well, right? Yes, Philip Lindsay yes. got waived. So I uh, Seahawks was the first team I thought about when I saw Philip Lindsay get waived. I was like, oh, they they could use him. Um, you know, obviously he lost Carson for the season. Alex Cousin, as you alluded to, he's he's been okay, but I mean he hasn't they're still mixing in other guys. I think Philip Lindsay acts to be released. I don't think they let him go like you're trash. I think he was like, dude, let me go play somewhere. Like I'm not playing here. Like I want to play football. <laughs> I don't want to sit here and not play. 
I'm good enough to play. He's a, what third year back, mm-hmm. fourth year back, or something like that. I mean, like the uh, guy's fourth, I think. Yeah, he looks all right. You know, he looks all right. We haven't seen him much this season, but you know, speaking of these guys' spot plays, you know, see where he gets picked up. If you got the depth, you know, the bench spot, you could probably pick him up. Nobody's going to pick him up on waivers right now because he doesn't have a team. So if he's able to pick up, I mean, you're listening to this after waivers, uh, but. You know, if he's still available, even if he after he has a team by now, obviously you're listening to the show. But you know, hopefully he has a, a good landing spot, uh, and he can be some some sort of use for you. Because poor guy, poor guy, <laughs> poor guy. S- somebody who's been really interesting. I think he's worth a pickup right now. I, I wouldn't quite start him just yet. Uh, I kind of want to see what his timeshare looks like another week, and that's going to be Matt Breda. He's rostered in two percent of weeks, and. I kind of I kind of alluded to this a couple of weeks ago when teams play cover two uh, shell zone on you, uh, you know it, it takes the safety out of the box and makes it so you have a nice run uh, run fit where it puts the numbers in the offensive favor to run the ball. But teams like the Chiefs and the Bills they can't run the ball properly just because the offense isn't set up for it. The offensive line isn't good enough and set up for it that they can't run the ball effectively. So the Buffalo Bills said they were going to do something about it. And I, I I didn't really take that for face value. I thought they were just going to, you know, business as usual, not run the ball and still trying to pass it. But against the Jets, Matt Breida got the ball a handful of times, scored two touchdowns. Indianapolis, he got five carries, 51 yards. And, of course, if you're in half-point PPR, he had a couple of receptions, seven and a half points of fantasy production in his day. Now he's going against the New Orleans Saints, and I expect him to have a little bit more of an impact than Singletary and Zach Moss. I think I think the I think the Bills know what Singletary is capable of, and it's not much. I think they know what Zach Moss is capable of, and that's not much either. And Matt Breida has been a thousand yard rusher. His his issue was fumbling the ball and staying healthy. And I think with the Bills and how effective they are at passing the ball, that Matt Breida is going to give himself opportunity to actually break the big one that he knows he can do and actually help the Buffalo Bills establish that running game that they never had. I like Matt Breda a lot. I don't think he's, well, I mean, it's, it's, he's obviously not good at pass protection. Otherwise, they would have him out no. there more. Yes. Um. He's 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 the type of back that the Buffalo Bills need. Like he has that electricity that you need in that type of offense, not just like a plotting. I actually like Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, but I mean they're okay backs. They're not special. Neither one of exactly. these guys are special. I think they're uh, Devin Singletary. Every time I watch him, the dude's always breaking tackles. So I do like him for that reason. Like he. You, you need a couple extra yards. Devin Singletary is probably going to get them for you. But, I mean, you're the Buffalo Bills. You're not playing to get a couple extra yards. Everything is kind of like chunk play or, you know, first down at least, right? Matt Breda is going to get you that first down. You you check down or he, he could run out there and be a receiver for you too, like further down the field. You run routes for you. Uh, the guy is electric. He's... You know, they, they just need to find ways to use them more. You know, like football is is won by coaches. Every guy in the NFL is an NFL player. Like all these guys are good. You know, like it, it's won by coaches. 
not to say that the players don't matter, but coaching matters way more. <laughs> you know, like if you're going to be a lazy coach and you're not figuring out schemes and defense, like, bruh, it's not going to work out for you. It's, it's, you're going to probably lose your job and you got to figure out some things, man. Cause in, in this game, it's all about creativity, you know, and, the good coaches are starting to figure it out. That's why they have you hiring all these younger guys. Cause you know, the stagnation of just doing the same plays over and over again, you know, you got to mix it up, you know, trick plays. You guys, you copycat league. You see one team do, do a trick play one week. And then the next team, they add it to their playbook uh, because these guys are lazy, you know, <laughs> like they just play football one way. And some of these guys are, are trying to break trends. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's a guy that definitely needs to get the ball more. Uh, good call on that one. I definitely like Matt Breda. Mm -hmm. So, I, of course, I, I do want to recap the running backs because I'm looking down the list and there's nobody else I really want to recommend to everybody that I would put in my starting lineup. These Most of these guys, they're just going to be kind of holding on uh, hold, holding on for injuries and so on and so forth. But just to wrap up the running backs, because I do think the running backs are a little bit more important than the other uh, roles this on your fantasy roster. Yeah, like So, Dontrell Willis, you said Tony Jr., if Alvin Kamara and... Um, Mark Ingram don't play, right? That, that that was Tony Jr., right? Tony Jones. Uh, Tony Jones Jr. Tony That's Jones, correct. Yes. So Dontre Hillis, Tony Jones Jr., Matt Breida, and I, I'm trying to list them in like numerical order of like priority list right now. Uh, I would also say possibly, you know, speculative guys. Again, I won't put these guys on the hill as high as Hillard, um, but possibly if Ty Johnson is not out there. Tevin Coleman um, and Rex Burkhead or David Johnson, they've got good matchups this week. Not, not you know, you're you're not excited about it at all, you know. But as 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 a uh, as Nader said, this is an important position. You don't want to like, <laughs> you don't want to have nothing in this position. You're hoping that you can get at least eight to ten points from some of these guys. So um, you're gonna want to spend a little bit more time. As the as the week winds down, who are you going to start? But Brady is obviously starting Thursday. You already watched and seen how great of a matchup he did. So hopefully you started him because you, you, we all know how great he did. True, true, <laughs> true. So uh, to, to add a couple more, I don't want to recommend Trey Sermon too much because, I mean, when Shanahan comes out, I'm, I'm going to quote this and say, uh, he got better. Trey had an he had an opportunity earlier this season when guys got hurt, and I thought he got better in each game with that. But he didn't do enough for us to put him ahead of Elijah or Jeff. So he, Shanahan came out and said, "He I he not that good. He I." So <laughs> when he comes and says that, you know, me as a fantasy owner and advice giver, apparently, uh, I'm not going to parrot the opposite of what Cal Shanahan said. So I mean, Trey Sermon, if another injury goes down. Then, which happens for the Niners on a consistent basis, then Trey Sermon will probably catapult into a flex and rosterable category. Uh, but right now, I'm not going to recommend anybody pick up and potentially put in their starting lineup Trey Sermon. Uh, you did mention DJ Dallas. Mm -hmm. I think you should pick him up and stash him. I'm not going to tell you to start him, but you should right. stash him to see how his workload changes. These are stashes. Some of these guys are stashes. We'll, we'll be clear about them because it's end of the season, because we're getting to that point of the season. If you have the depth, we obviously gave you other options that drop, you know, your backup or drop this other guy and, 
uh, if it's a wide receiver, you need, you know, it, you got to prioritize and see what, what you need. That's why we have the mail sack. That's why we got the Sunday blitz. You know, we can kind of get into a little bit more specifics there, but yeah, I mean, these are guys that are stashes, you know, you're, you're stashing these guys. The other guys, that we mentioned earlier, I think you you can start those guys. Yes. The running backs sure. are more stash list. Uh, wide receivers are more plug and play quarterbacks, plug and play. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, now the leash of stashnessness is much shorter. Yeah. You like that. Yeah, like, I like that. I like it. It, it. It's a lot shorter because obviously there's less time to get into playoffs. There's less time of playoffs. And of course the season is now a lot shorter. So it, if, the workload doesn't become apparent that it could be there or it is there and he doesn't have startable ability, then Never of course, hot. then yeah, you, you might as well cut your losses and try to find somebody that is startable or you start looking at defenses and yeah. on that part instead. Cause oh, right now, yeah. right now I will recommend that everybody should have a defense for a later week than a stash running back. Because right now, you already know that defense is going to get used unless something significant happens to that defense. That defense is going to get used, but that stash running back probably won't. Most likely won't unless an injury happens. And obviously, you know, we're not counting on injuries to happen. So I would recommend having a defense. That's right. We want to block the people that can hurt us. Plug and play wide receivers, MVS, pick them up. Even if you're not going to start them, pick up San Fran, pick up Miami, pick up Seattle's defense, pick up Eagles defense. If you can if you can keep all four of these guys over a backup, do it. Because that's hurting your league mate. It's not gonna hurt your league mate if you drop Trey Sermon. They're probably not gonna pick him up. Maybe they'll pick him up. Who cares? You know, like maybe he does well. We're talking about stashes. Unless Jeff Wilson gets hurt. And even then, they're probably gonna pick up a activate a guy from the practice squad. And they just don't use one guy anyway, other than they've been using Elijah Mitchell. You know, they were using him. But we saw how that worked out. It's a reason why you don't use back so often. I mean, they get hurt. You know, this is why people go to their RB. But absolutely, man, get yourself some defenses. We're playing defense at this point of the season. Don't think that your team is that great. You know what I'm saying? Because it can happen. You could can all fall apart. It was all good just a week ago, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's a real thing. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't go too crazy with the kickers. If you're still playing in the league with kickers, just keep the same kicker. Don't chase kickers. Uh, but defense, go eat up those, you know, those those defenses out there like Pac-Man. Uh-huh. I'm going to highly recommend that as well. All right, so let's move on to tight ends real fast before we completely take up everybody's time. I know who's you're a busy man and right now you got family over. So let's try to speed through the tight ends and then we'll wrap up the episode for everybody. So right now, I mean, Travis Kelsey, he's gone and Zach Ertz, he's gone. I mean, right now they're on bias. You know, it doesn't matter if they're healthy or not. They're gone. Um, so you, you are going to have to be dabbling in the waiver wire in order to protect yourself in the tight end position. And right now I'm looking at a league of mine and um, I'm just going to shout out quick Hunter Henry. He's rostered in 82% of leagues. Chances are he's not available. But if he's available, you're going for Hunter Henry. Is that pretty straightforward? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he shouldn't be available, but absolutely. You're picking him up right now. Um, if he is, check your, you know, check. I mean, you never. it doesn't hurt to check. You know, we checked earlier on the show about, you know, Kirk Cousins. He was available. I picked him up. Always check. 
you know, don't assume that the guy's not a, not available um, unless you know your league very, very well. And you know he's not. Then he's not. But yeah, always try. Somebody that's immensely boomer bust, CJ Uzuma. You know, he, he's either going to put you, he's either going to get you three points or 22. No in between in that point. So if you really want a boomer bust guy, I would go with him. He's owned a 22% of Yahoo leagues. Then there's Conklin with the, 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 one of the cooler names, Tyler Conklin in the tight end space. He has been playing very well. They know the Niners, they're, they're mediocre in the allowing tight ends to score points position. I wouldn't mind it. He's owned in 30% of Yahoo leagues. I think you can go ahead and put him in your starting lineup. Some other guys I want to mention, Jared Cook, Donovan uh, Njoku. I don't recommend Dan Arnold. I know he's kind of been a hot topic, but I uh, I don't know how I feel about him. Dan Arnold's been, he's been okay. I mean, Dan Arnold's, you know, he's definitely been okay for you. I mean, especially now with um, Jamal Agnew gone. Uh, he's probably the only option. That, I mean, not the only option, but he's certainly the more. Um, he's the option that that the quarterback likes the most at this point. Uh, he's averaging eight points the last few games. That's top twelve um, in the past three weeks. Uh, again, we're looking at end of season for the most part to see who's going to be doing what. Top, top is the top. You know, past few weeks, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle. Zach Ertz is, is coming to form. These are your top three guys, Mark Andrews, uh, Darren Waller, and Pratt Fire moved the last three weeks. And then who, 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 who is there? Hunter Henry. Dawson Knox, he's been having a nice year. Goddard's been having a pretty yep. decent, respectable year. Hawkinson is due to Hawkinson things. Yeah, as I look at Dan Arnold, you know, he, he went against Seattle, put up a half point PPR, 10 and a half, eight against Buffalo, 11 against Indianapolis. He had the unfortunate donut against the Niners. I, I definitely expect a little bit more out of him against the Niners there. He goes against Atlanta now, which I think is a good matchup for him. I'd put him in the low end, tight end one, high end, tight end two range for Dan Arnold. Right now owned in 40% of roster leagues, or Yahoo leagues, I should say. And it's probably going to go down as waivers kind of clear and right. go through. I know a lot of salty people who just lost because of his donut are going to Panic, drop him. Frustration, drop him. And I think Don Arnold will be pick upable in a lot of leagues. Yeah, I, I think he's he's uh, definitely somebody that should be getting picked up. Another guy I'd pick up is Gerald Everett. Um, I know he didn't go out there and have as good of a game as he did the previous week, where he went had eight targets, had eight receptions, and sixty three yards. But you know he did you know catch. Most of the targets that came his way, three for 37, and Russell didn't look good at all that game. And Arizona just was really, really, really good. Um, uh, and Russell's getting, he's knocking that Russell off, but he's got Washington this week. We know what Washington has been doing. They've been giving it up to the tight ends. Um, and then his rest of the season looks pretty good as well. Another guy, Cole Komet, he's got, you know, you're probably listening to this. Hopefully, you already picked him up. You know, he had 14 points week nine. He had the bye. He only had 11 points. Uh, sorry, uh, two points for you against Baltimore. Uh, only two receptions his way. Um, but, you know, with Andy Dalton coming back, uh, we know Andy Dalton likes to throw to tight ends. Um, he doesn't really have that many options that he can count on really there other than Marquise Goodwin. You know, you got Darnell Mooney and Allen Robinson if if he plays or not. Uh they don't have a, a, a ton of pass options there. 
Um, and I think Cole Komet's pretty much going to be that security blanket for, for Andy Dalton uh, this week. Uh, week. Uh, and then uh, what else is there? There's... I think the one and the highest priority I would give is Pat Framerth. 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 So, yeah, so in the past five games that he's played, he's had at minimum six targets. And now Eric Ebron, he has a knee injury. I don't think he's playing for the next couple of weeks. I think Framerth has the, uh, the a nice tight end one spot and the ability to really have a fantasy football impact late in the year. I think he might be one of those guys that people look back to when they win a championship or when they make a playoff run, they're going to go, yeah, he was a big part of that championship run. Yeah. I mean, he, he certainly came on late in the year and already he's tight end 14 for you, but this is the tight end landscape. Tight end landscape is disgusting, you know? So when you get one of these guys that comes on, you know, like a Friar Muth or like either Tyler Conklin, you know, who's been serviceable for you, you know, Dan Arnold, who we've been talking about, you know, it's tough. You know, you're not going to get the the top three. You Those guys went early, you know, but, you know, uh, Adam Troutman, he just went down to an injury. We're looking at possibly, you know, does Juwan Johnson, does he step up? You know, uh, I know Juwan Johnson, you know, he, he was had had a decent game earlier in the year. He's a name that's a lot of people were saying who earlier in the year. Um, you might be saying who now, but I think he's going to get some run towards the end of the year. He's got a really good schedule, you know, and that whole team just, I don't know. And it's, it's, it's pretty depleted now. I mean, they don't have Kamara, you know, it's, they don't have Michael Thomas. They've, they've been missing so many pieces, key pieces that they're kind of just making it up as they go. Juwan Johnson could definitely be one of those guys, uh, a guy that, uh, I'm a little bit, you know, I'm not saying I'd start him, but I definitely want to put him on my roster. And, you know, I'd like to think about the quarterback first, right? When you think about picking up guys, I'd like to think about the quarterback. Who's the quarterback? Who's the quarterback? Aaron Rodgers is this man quarterback. Josiah DeGuara, he is a gadget. You know, he can't block very well. So that's the reason why he won't be out there on every route. Uh, but, when he's out there against teams that suck against tight ends, he's going to have tight end one games for you. He should, he should be right in that space. Um, he's not going to have a lot of targets, uh, but he should be in the red zone. He's Rogers starting to look at to him a little bit more. And I mean, what does he have? You know, we just lost Robert Tanyan. Um, you know, if he's on your fantasy team uh, again, uh, not a guy I'm saying, go out there and start him right away. But he's a guy that I'm very interested in um, if he continues to, you know, uh, ascend. And John Bates, another guy, um, he's a Washington football team. I'm interested in, may not pick you up yet, but i am got eyeballs on you, John Bates. You got a nice end of season, a season schedule as well. He could be, a, we could be talking John Bates. We could be talking John Bates at the end of the week. Uh, so you heard it. There you go. So I, I think that it's going to wrap up the tight ends. I, I don't want to go too deep in tight ends too much because I know chances are you're hoping for five catches, 50 yards, and then they scrape in a touchdown. I think that's best case scenario for most tight ends at this point, unless you have a receiving tight end that's going to pick up yards. 
you know, I feel like that is the best case scenario you're going for. And anything less is just honestly just expected at this point. That's why I do, like I talked about in the beginning of the show, I do like the idea of people taking out the tight end position and putting in a flex. But I mean, that is a, uh, a new concept that's probably going to take a long time for the develop for fantasy leagues. But that is going to have to wrap up this episode. Of course, I recommend everybody following the Sleeper Wire Show on Twitter to stay updated on articles, episodes, and news that come out. Of course, hosts, you want to let everybody know of your Twitter handle? Let everybody come see what you're doing on there. Yeah, I am at who's the prophet. Um uh where am i at prophet who's on sleeper uh it's pretty much it i'm not on social medias otherwise you know i'm in the backgrounds uh pushing stuff you know trying to hype up all these great people at sleeper wire 32 bit um so so many content creators you know we're excited to bring just so many great content to you guys um yeah just excited to be on another show with you man there we go. Of course, you can follow me at top tier tactics underscore on Twitter. I don't post too much. Sometimes I'll like post on somebody's like under post and then just kind of <laughs> try to find a way to insult them or something like that. That's usually what I do. Yeah. Uh, I, I try not to be too active on the Twitter, the Twitter sphere. I probably should. That, that's going to be my yeah, goal. It's, it's, a good, it's a good place to be. It's yeah, be, it's going to be my I, goal. I think you'd fit in well. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. But other than that, everybody, hey, good luck. <laughs>